in the mix with with with, with wdavdevilradio.com Let's bring it back, way back. WDAV, DeVilleRadio.com. Dropping the big tunes. The hottest music in the city. Hey guys, it's Selena Gomez. Yo, what's up, it's Trevor Daniel. Hey, what's up, it's Trevor Daniel. Sorry about that, folks. I had a power outage or something like that. Knocked my whole stuff system offline, stuff like that. My uh, alarm clock is blinking right now. I had a power outage or something in the house. So we apologize about the technical difficulties and stuff like that. But we will be rocking with y'all tonight because I'm just going to get warmed up. I'm going to finish my last uh, thought about that, about being silent, right? I'm going to talk about that in a second. But... Right now, it's just time to be, play some music. I know you guys enjoy my music and everything. You never know where I'm coming with my music. You never know why I'm playing this music. You do know for a fact that I don't play anything unless I'm, so, 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 unless I'm trying to say a message. Unless I'm trying to send a message or say a message or anything. So, uh, just like uh, what I was talking about here. This is what they did not want us to go. You know, think about it. 1988, this song came out. Five years later, he was basically a pariah and and dismissed as corny. I showed you this myth about black people being so powerful and all this kind of stuff. Black, too black, too strong. I realized we're too black, too fucking weak and everything. So let's talk about this. So... Five years after KRS-One came up with, uh, no, wait a minute, 88, 93. Five years. Five years that this song was like rocking parties. You know, think about it. Think about this. So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. I think I think I think very deeply. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. I think very deeply. Let's begin. What where why always? We'll all be explained like the structures to a game. See, I'm not insane. In fact, I'm kind of rational when I'll be asking you who is more dramatic, this one or that one, the white one or the black one. I'll pick the punk and I'll jump up to attack one. Karis one is just the guy to lead a crew right up to your face. And this, a lot of suckers would like to forget me, but they can't. Because like a champ, I have got a record of knocking out the frauds in a second. 
on the mic, I believe that you should get loose. I haven't come to tell you I've got juice. I just produce, create, innovate on a higher level. I'll be, be back. back. But for now, just back Five years later, the whole style had changed. Five years later, 
You know, it didn't happen overnight. You know, this was pushed on us. It was pushed on us through the record, uh, to the radio stations and everything. They wanted a certain thing, you know, uh, materialism, money, and all that. that rendered KRS one, uh, and uh, and and uh, irrelevant, you know. So let me play another song. Step into the world, okay? Cast one camera with song. Step into the world. Rappers delight. Let's see. Let's see. I'm saying I got. I hope I got the right one. Step. Financial backing, steady packing the gap as if something's gonna happen, but it doesn't. 
back to the Voice of the Call Nation radio show. I'm the chief host of the Voice of the Call Nation radio, uh, guiding you through the next hour on uh, with DeVilleRadio.com, broadcasting throughout the world, taking over the world. There are a lot of big things going on the Bill Radio. I see a lot of celebrities are coming on board. Trust me, this, this day radio station is growing. I'm glad to have the anchor uh, commentary, political commentary, and although some shows are catching up with me and everything like that. You know, there's a lot of interest in talk. People want to hear uh, stuff talked about, you know. Now, the reason why I played both those two songs, one was made in 1988, My Philosophy. Now, think about this and think about this hard. That set the standard of uh, what hip-hop should have been, you know. You know, you had LL Cool J doing his thing. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane do his thing and everything. But KRS-One was always like the consciousness. You know, the consciousness. The consciousness of hip-hop. He basically, basically uh, said, all, uh, he said, he goes, I'm so-and-so, I'm this, I'm that. They're all just wick, wick, whack. Now, what happened in, in the, in the, in, from 1988 to 1997 when Stepping Into the World came out? That was nine years, right? The wit wit whack have taken over, and and if you listen to the uh, uh, step into the world, that was a diss against uh, Puff Daddy and Jay Z and all these other people who he said stop promote uh, p- pretty packages, putting selling dreams to sing dreams to the fiend. A dope MC is a dope MC with it. Our record that all can see. So, but the whole thing is that philosophy right there died. A dope MC is not a dope MC if he don't have a lot of money. This is why we sat back and let this go on and let let, let the wick wick whack take over. This is why our culture, everybody's dissatisfied because we sat back in our silence. You know, there's a time to shut up and be quiet as silence is golden. But this is silence is yellow. We knew what was going on in our music, right? We didn't know what we knew what was going on in our culture. We knew that C. Dolores Tucker, when she was saying what she was saying, when she was telling the truth, but we sat back and we were silent. You know, we sat like in silence because we're yellow. 
but cowards, you know? We sat back and let this happen. KRS-One went from my philosophy on top of the world. Basically, they say, yo, how many MCs must get dissed before somebody says, don't fuck with Chris? And until basically eight, nine years later, he's basically fighting for relevance. Because they basically took deliberately the radio stations, the Hot 97, everything right here. First of all, they invited a whole bunch of people in to the hip-hop thing. Let me tell you something, folks. Let, let me tell you something and tell you something frank right here. When we were growing up, right, not every black kid or Puerto Rican kid was a hip-hop head. They hip, The white people interpret hip-hop inner city. It wasn't even an inner city thing. It was a unique culture, unique to the Bronx. And certain parts of Queens got a hold of it. Whatnot. It was like a subculture in the black urban culture. It wasn't the black urban culture. Everybody was hip hop. Some people don't understand to this day don't understand what real hip hop is. I just told you a few lyrics that I say yeah, stand the test of time. Here's one: How many MCs must get this before somebody says don't fuck with Chris? You know, he goes, he goes, I'm so and so. Uh, a lot of MCs with colorful names. I'm so and so. I'm this. I'm that. But they all just wick wick back. Yeah, I'm not right. I'm uh, I, I'm not white. I'm red. I'm brown. He says I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm not red. I'm brown from the boogie down. And then when he had Big Daddy King, the name King is superior to many people. It means King Asiatic. Nobody's equal. I hate to brag, but damn, I'm good. If a mic was a gun, I'd be Clint Eastwood. If a rap was a game, I'd be MVP, most valuable poet on the MIC. How, how many people put, how many lyrics do you see like that nowadays? None. Because nobody cares about MCing. We sat back and we're quiet. And we sat back and we do nothing. Why? Because we're intimidated by the record sales. Let's just say it like it is. We're intimidated. I looked at our so-called rap list, you know, all these little dirt. What the fuck is little dirt? The big best rappers of all time. And then let me tell you something, right? I do not trust white boys getting up there talking about the best hip hop. First of all, it's not your culture. You don't know nothing about it. It's a call. You're just an old head. Been an old head. Maybe I am. You know, maybe I am. But the whole thing is this, though. What we're saying, we have to. Re- maybe we need to redefine this. Who is good at emceeing? That word needs to come back. We need an MC, not a rapper. Who's the best rapper? No, who's an MC? An MC. An MC is somebody that some somebody that that's a, that, that blessed the mic with an MC is somebody like like I said, like LL Cool J said, every little boy want to pick up the mic and run up the uh, run with the big boys like real up the real hype on four three two one. Yo, look, the bottom line is this. An MC is something special. Too many people are given the title rapper. They put out CDs, put out tapes, they sell, and they're called a rapper. And, and, and they may be called a rapper, right? But they're not MCs. We have to get back to that. Well, what is a real MC? What is a DJ? A real DJ is somebody that don't have a bunch of friggin' Uh, what they call uh, 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 MP3s and all this stuff. The real DJ got turntables, got mixers, got all that stuff like that. We got to get back to the real thing. Why? Because the fake people can't do this. 
we gotta let people understand what appreciate what is real music anymore and then you'll see a change in the culture because now you don't have to have like Harris once said steady packing the gap like if something's gonna happen and it don't you wind up shooting your cousin but he's wrong about that something do, do be happening people shooting each other you know people dying but think about it eight ye- nine years my philosophy came out 88 and a step into a world was like the it's almost like the conclusion it's almost like basically KRS one came out with a style, you know, kept on track. You want to be do hip hop, you have to do this. So you look at Tribe Called Quest's videos and Linden Avenue and stuff like that, uh, even his latest LL Cool J's, uh, 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 This Is How I'm Coming. Where was LL Cool J at? This Is How I'm Coming. He was on the streets in Queens. He was in a bar, he was in a, um, a liquor store, a, a convenience store, and he was out there. This is how I'm coming. But the thing is, though, that sort of culture shifted. And then I was seen LL was on uh, uh, the, the Flavor In Your Ear remix. He sort of he sort of went the Puff Daddy route. He was on a Flavor In Ear uh, remix, you know, with the whole, you know, swag shit. Flavor In Your Ear me, uh, 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 remix. You didn't have to have a street background in the scene. You didn't have to be in the hood. You know? And the bottom line, how do you do it? Because if you got a gangster like Biggie Smalls with you and everything, you know, you don't need the hood anymore. The hood looked ridiculous now. You know, now if you were in the hood, you were clowned. Look at y'all niggas doing shooting a video on the fucking block. Man, we're shooting a video on uh, 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 um, uh, a mile and our mile high clubs. We're getting off jets. The Puff Daddy and uh, Big Daddy, I mean Big, Biggie Smalls, uh, getting off planes, driving backwards in uh, ro- uh, 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 drop top BMs and Rolls Royces and stuff. You know, and so people like KRS and J. Rude Damage are like fools. Real hip hop MCs are like fools. Sons of Man, they're like clowns. They did this on purpose. So it shows you, like I said, I would, I was, I would want, I want our rappers that are real. We want them to win. I want to see real MCs with the hundreds of millions of dollars, right, keeping it real. But that didn't happen. It always seems like the MCs that kept it real were not doing well financially, and that's what Carol's was talking about. And the sad part about it was, when you look at uh, I got I got next uh, CD. You know, I got next CD. It was basically, uh, it was it was really sad. It was really poorly put together. It was like what seven, eight, uh, ten, eight songs. And it was in a CD case with a uh, thing. Somebody like somebody made that in the basement, but that's what a CD was anyway. If you really look at it, the CD CD uh, they put you in the CD on the, C, the CD, and basically just a piece of paper, right, wrapped in there. You pull it out, and you got the album cover and everything like that on a plastic case. But the, somehow the the I got next CD looked really really cheesy, and uh, uh, the, at the time you had Biggie Smalls song uh, album 
uh, uh, Life After Death, something like that. And it was a double LP, and it was really nice put together. But yeah, it's just a CD. And uh, Wu-Tang's album, you know, everything was really done really nice and everything, you know. <clears throat> but my point I'm trying to make is this. You had eight, nine years. My philosophy, KRS once quit was that this is what hip-hop is. This is what it should be and everything. And everybody followed that. Everybody, but even Ice-T basically talked about uh, 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 Step or Sonic, uh, Boogie Down. They admired these East Coast rappers that were MCs. You know, and they wanted to get down with uh, that sort of energy. But if you, when you look at it now, you know, you know the Karis uh, uh, one, Karis one was taken out. I don't have any proof that he was deliberately targeted, but he seemed to lost the biggest out of all the the emergence of Bad Boy Records. You know, it was just a a smack in the face to Boogie Down Productions. It was the antithesis, which we call Karen's One tried to do a song talking about, uh, well, I'm not doing drugs, you be doing that. You know, basically saying the real criminals and everything. <coughs> Y'all didn't want to arrest the real criminals, basically alluding to the fact that there's some unforeseen white man's hand and we might be misguided people getting into drugs and everything. Along comes Biggie Smalls and says, He's not talking figuratively, he's talking allegorically. He's saying, I am a drug dealer. I am a murderer. He's not talking in the third person. He's talking for himself. That was the first time, right, in all uh, our music industry where someone talked in the first person about himself, about who he is. He wasn't putting on a persona. And therefore, there wasn't really a pushback because why? We sat back in the middle of silence. This wasn't some, uh, like, people talk about that to this day. You know, before Biggie came out, everybody was talking about drugs. It was roundabout and everything. Oh, yeah, I did this one. But Biggie was the first celebratory criminal gangster rapper. He was everything KRS one stood against. And I want to know some interviews that anybody know what the Karras want to say. I know that when he made he made Step Into a World, that was that was at the height of Bad Boy. Biggie had just gotten killed, murdered, and that was at the height of Bad Boy's ascendancy to fame and power. So therefore, that song was catching on. Everybody said, "Yo, look, we know he's talking about Puffy," and then what happens? Puff Daddy comes to KRS One, and they do a remix. And then KRS One is talking about, yeah, you got to get the money. He, he says KRS One, uh, his first album. He says, and I'm gonna play this in a second. He says that uh, 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 it ain't all about money, right? Then when he does a song with Bad Boy. He says, man, if you uh, how you gonna I just have to play it. Cause I was shocked. I was like, yeah, KRS is coming back, man. We're gonna, you know, like this. I felt like a fool. And then <laughs> this, is, this is funny too. This is hilarious, right? KRS, I said, man, he got the teacher, Puff Daddy. And Puff Daddy was going around telling, I got money, money money is power. I can buy anybody. He obviously bought KRS one. 
And then there was other things where uh, 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 the All About the Visions came out. Then Public Enemy comes back with Professor Griff. It ain't all about the Benjamins on there, right? And I'm saying, oh, yeah, man. They all did it now. P.E.'s coming back, man. man." And next thing you know, I saw this one video, right? Puff Daddy's doing a song. He said, I want to bring somebody out. Chuck D. And next thing you know, Chuck D's doing a jig dance. I said, man, he's now got uh, the crossover to the R&B crowd. You know, the R&B and hip-hop was started coming together. So this is what I'm talking about. After Karis won, and we stood silent, our silence is deadly, you know. Step into the world. Step into a world Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy remix. Okay. Okay, remix. Featuring Puff Daddy. Let's see. Hope this is it, folks. I'm just playing it. But anyway, so Karis One clearly made a song dissing Bad Boy Records and stuff like that. Jay Z and all. Jay Z is on the cover a year later. <coughs> no, yeah, yeah, late in 1998, he's on the cover of XL Magazine, and you know, making money, making millions of dollars. You know, and he had Master P. Inside, the sound of my money machine. See the 600 pins, see the phone real green. See the KRS and the Puff Daddy. See the young black famous rich like Maddie. With the power and the knowledge at our fingertips. With the style, make the ladies want to lick their lips. Shake their hips, shake their rumps. They thump. Believing they can fly by the way you jump. Player, huh? Hip hop mayor, fat rhyme player. From the bookie down to the Himalayas. Commentating, illustrating, description given. Activist expert, let's work to your neck curve. Like bedwork, I rock steady. You ain't really ready for the teacher. Just when you thought you had click, I come up quick with another hit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
So end it like that, folks. Uh, the war was lost. <clears throat> Bad Boy would go on to triumph and the uh, remaking of hip hop and everything, the original hip hop, the Karras uh, thing, he gave up. 1988, 87 actually, when he came up with Criminal Mind, Criminal Mind in 10 years. You know, his philosophy and everything had just went out the door. And he's now on Puff Daddy's payroll talking about bringing in the money. Without the narrow, zero. You just told us it wasn't about the money. So you think I care what you whisper? Because basically, KRS fell off. So a lot of people have forgotten that, right? But I didn't forget that. I wrote a blog in 2006 called... Uh, 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 what did I call that blog? The rise, uh, the rise and fall of Chaos One. Step into a world. I think it was called Step in a World, Rise and Fall of Chaos One. And I pointed all that out, man, right? I had a lot of background. I posted that blog on many different social media sites at the time. You know, a lot of people, that caused a big stir. 
And so why are you dissing Cassidy? Look, I'm just pointing out the obvious. 1987, he debuted with uh, Criminal Minded. Then a year later, he came out after Scott LaRock was killed. He came out with uh, My Philosophy and, uh, and stuff like that, right? <clears throat> In the 90s, he was uh, uh, with Shabba Ranks and everything, you know, talking conscious stuff. You know, can't you see your own race and bondage? You pick up the mic and feed them garbage, right? He was a responsible rapper. He was fighting for this. But, you know, everybody has to eat. And maybe these people that we put so much faith into, maybe weren't they weren't as strong as we think. I do believe that there were people who were rooting for Karras to win. But when silence is yellow, we step back and was quiet. A lot of people stick their fingers out the window and see which way the winds are blowing. It was obviously the, uh, the winds are blowing and the thing. But at the time, man, the girls didn't want to talk to you if you were talking all that broke shit. You know, I don't want to talk to you. You're corny. You're a play hater. You had, to, even, you had dudes out there working at McDonald's. Working at McDonald's, working Burger King and whatnot, you know, trying to be ballers. You know, cash their paycheck. You know, cash that paycheck, you know. Riding the bus when I try to pull out money like that baller. Everybody wanted to be a baller. They get that paycheck with $200 and they had all the fives and ones and a couple of tens and one twenty. They put the 20 on top and, and like they're pulling out a knot. You had people going out there getting into drugs. Not be, uh, drugs, why? Because if you got if you're a baller and you got money drug money in your pocket, that means you got money for the girls. You got all this extra cash running around because you're a drug dealer. You can put out a hundred dollars here, you know. The girls like you. They don't care if you died or whatever. Like nobody give a damn about you. You just better get out there and get something. So the culture, uh, our silence and letting this go on, on our radio stations. I remember back in the days. Uh, people call and say, yeah, we're going to do a tribute to all our brothers on lockdown. Them niggas in jail because they terrorized, destroyed the community. But yeah, the people call, law abiding people call, yeah, I would like to see to all the brothers that locked down, people that locked down, stay strong, hope you get out soon. No, I don't want to hope these niggas get out soon. The call, did you call into the radio show and say that? No, I didn't. Well, why did you call? Because I was scared. I was a coward. And then because I was a scared coward at the time, I was a young scared coward at the time, I was silent. I said nothing. All the evil that I saw, I said nothing. Because I was silent. I thought my silence was, was golden. No. That's when silence is yellow, not golden. Golden is what silence is doing for something good. But when you, when real men stand up and uh, don't stand up against evil, it's, it says for evil but to triumph, good men must, must do nothing. Back to my story before my power went out, right? How many times we watch uh, these videos where people are watching fights break out and they're, oh, yeah, get it. 
or you watch some go, something go down and everything. You go, oh yeah, man, I've seen uh, uh, kids go up there, beat up an old man, and everything, and everybody go, oh man, he fucked that nigga up. But you know it's wrong, but you say nothing. You're silent. You could be loud to be silent. Silence is basically not using your convictions. Should I say it again? Silence is not using your convictions. Silence is talking but not saying the right things. It's not always silence is not not, uh, not always being, being being quiet. You can be loud and be silent. When I was a kid, when I was a young guy, I watched the change in my culture. I was silent. I didn't want to be the outcast. I didn't want to say what the right thing was. I was looking for support. Karis once sold out to Puff Daddy, and then I seen uh, Chuck D doing a jigaboo dance for Puff Daddy. I said, all was lost. I became reclusive. I began studying martial arts. I began to you know, do stuff. You know, I didn't do it. I should drink, party, smoke, drink, and all that stuff like this. That was a difficult time period for me. Then in 2006, I discovered the internet. And I'm here I am today. <coughs> I refuse to be silent. Silent is not just saying nothing. Silent is saying is uh, saying not saying what needs to be said. People confuse silence with being quiet. Let me say that again. People confuse silence with being quiet. You can be loud and be silent. You got Jason Black. He's loud and everything like that, but he's silent on a whole bunch of stuff. The crime in our community. They were pressed about it. Oh, white kids, shoot, shooter, or whatnot, you know? Oh, they want to talk about this. What about this? No, you got a platform. Why aren't you talking about the thing? He's basically talking about young thugs, a victim, and all stuff like this. That's silence. Don't be confused by people talking loud, meaning they're not silent. Let me say it again. I wanted to drop this drool on you. Don't confuse people talking loud and talking all the time with be, people be, not being silent. People are clever enough to talk loud and everything on topics that, that's not relevant. People are loud on police brutality, but they say nothing about black-on-black crime and murder that's in our community. They're silent on that. But they're loud. They got a big voice. People think, oh, I got a big voice. I'm like, no, you're silent. Because you're not talking about what needs to be said. Do you understand why they call me the collagenesis? Do you understand why my message is so powerful and so important and nobody says things that I say? Because I don't want to be silent. It's not enough to be loud. You have to say something. Be something. Be about something. I'm hoping I'm getting through to people. A lot of people tell me that rainy day show that I did last week, and I dropped the jewels on people. They're like, man, there's one guy in my cigar shop. 
I told him about that parable about the uh, uh, staying on the straight and narrow and not getting sidetracked, you know, my, my thing when I was stuck in the rain. He said, man, thanks for that, man. I really need that. White guy. And you never know who you're going to touch with your thing. And I, I laid that on him, right? And maybe he, he was meant to hear that. How are we talking about? Well, you go on Spotify, look at the column nation. You can see the, see the broadcast. I got it on Spotify. You can download download it and read like all my episodes. I try to, after I do, do the show, post them on spot, uh, uh, Anchor and then go to Spotify. This episode will be uh, named uh, uh, Silence is uh, Golden, because sometimes it's yellow. <laughs> Silence is gold, so look out for that. But you never know. You never know who you're going to touch with your words. You never know who you're going to uplift. You never know that your words could save somebody's life. You you never know that when you care about something, right? You could like this. Can you imagine like if I would have had somebody back in the day who told me if I had some faith because I had lost faith in I was dabbling into the nation of Islam and everything like that. But I soon see that they were even being compromised. I'm seeing Minister Farrakhan. They say, oh, you're like the problem sun collar. I said, why is Minister Farrakhan inviting all these rappers, Snoop Dogg and all of them, to his, fucking, uh, to his uh, house in Chicago? But he can't meet with Dr. Khalid Muhammad. He can't meet with Khalid. And he can't meet with all the black nationals who stood by him. Oh, the prodigal son, you know. No, I don't want to hear that prodigal son shit. We had nobody standing for us. Why? Because everybody saw these rappers with money and everything, and even the most powerful leaders among us were intimidated. They were silent on the degradation of our women. They were silent on the murder and the mayhem that was caused uh, for celebrity in our culture. They were silent while they were loud about other things. They were boisterous about other things. They were silent about other things that really mattered. Silence is yellow. And you cannot withdraw from the world. Be a part of it. Because like I said earlier tonight, I said because you the thing you think you're avoiding, not only is it going to catch up to you, it's waiting for you. We have to know when to say, say stand up and say good is good, evil is evil. And call it like it is. When someone starts talking, when you start talking about the crime and the destruction and our lost cause, that how we are the enemy within, we're our own worst enemy, and somebody starts talking about police brutality, so shut the hell up. I don't want to hear that anymore. When you have that sort of attitude and everything, we all had that sort of attitude that we don't want to hear this anymore. Nobody speaks for us. Who in the mainstream media is talking about the murder and the crime that's, uh, that's ripping black America, to tearing uh, uh, our communities apart? Who speaks for the people that's living in terror because they're too poor to move out of a community? Do you really want to know why gentrification is happening? Because black people are tired of living around other black people. They want to move as far away in, 
is, uh, and not be anything to do with the community. Uh, I looked on Phil Scott's show the other day. He's like, oh, imagine if we had community like Phil. Love him to death, but, but this guy's not ready for prime time. Jamal, 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 you know I'm in the middle of a show, bro, right? <laughs> Jamal. Yeah, I hit you back. Oh, no, yo, you want to be on? My bad. I, I got 10 minutes. I, got, no, no, I hit you back. All right, brother. All right, brother. I hit you back. I hit you back. All right, Negroes, they always call it the wrong optimum time, man. He's supposed to be on the show tonight, man. You can't, you can never, you can't find good help anymore. <laughs> but Phil Scott's like, oh, see if we had com- uh, businesses, and he said the Indians, they all work together. Do you un- does he understand that's a culture? How many Negroes are gonna work for their family for nothing and live in back of the store and everything? They come work long hours for nothing. It don't work like that. They have a culture. They have a lottery system where they help me finance each other. We don't have that sort of thing. How can you have that when uh, uh, in their culture, a man is guaranteed one thing. His culture provides one, a couple things. A place in their culture community, like a standing, and they also make sure they have a wife. They're still on the wife, family, and everything. You will never see an Indian girl out in a club doing, all this, doing a hot girl summer and all this stuff. It'll never happen. So there's certain mechanisms in place. The reason why the Indians and all these people have that, they have a culture. We don't want a culture. We want to tell black women uh, now, I'm 40 years old, I'm ready to settle down. You're 40 now. Now you're ready to settle down after you've been ran through? See, so sitting back saying nothing. That's why they hated Kevin Samuels. They wanted him to be silent. A lot of women, black women, wanted to keep doing their thing. They want black men to be silent. While they act like whores and everything. I, mean, I was watching sort of video the other day where that Nika did a sex tape and whatnot. You know, 40 years old did a fucking sex tape and whatnot. You know, so, I don't know what the hell she shows you on hip hop. I don't know. Love I don't get the fuck what the hell. I don't know half these people. I watched this uh, uh, Beverly Hills, uh, World Housewives of Beverly Hills. What the hell is going on with this goddamn world? I'm not going to sit back and, and say I like all this shit. I'm not going to sit back and say, oh, yes. Well, no, it's disgusting. I'm sorry. If I blow up and say, but people say, oh man, there's one guy on the internet, man, that hates everything out here. That's called, so so be it. But I'm not going to be quiet. Or I'm not going to talk loud about a bunch of stupid stuff. I'm going to say the things that's going to draw confrontation. I asked a question a couple weeks ago. I said, look, all these rappers out here with these criminal records and everything. How is it that these record companies are signing these guys, financing guys? How come they're not indicted for a criminal conspiracy? They're the ones that promote their images as gangsters and everything like that. And they let that stuff off there. How come they're not implemented in the stuff? It is criminal activity in a RICO or conspiracy. How come these white executives and everything walk away scot-free while all the death and destruction they finance and government? These are the things that we got to start talking about and stop being silent. You're bringing death and destruction to my community. You're pumping millions of dollars to get millions of dollars back and everything like that. And the, in the wake of it is the death and destruction of our youth and our culture and everything. And we're supposed to sit back and be quiet about it. And sit back and be in silence. I'm sorry, it's not me. I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to keep telling you like it is. I'm going to keep digging into your ass. 
I'm gonna keep pissing people off until they freaking come and lock me the hell up. Until the FBI comes and kicks my damn door in. You know, and still I'll tell you, go to freaking hell. Because the world, the world is a place where I saw all this stuff going on. And I'm glad, check this out. We got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about politics. Liz Cheney lost. She went up against Donald Trump and she lost miserably. Her father is responsible for over a million deaths. Like I said last week, I'm still angry. I still angers me about the war, uh, that Iraq war. Y'all, y'all Negroes seem to forgot about that. Y'all believe in Hillary Clinton who voted for the war. George W. Bush. When did he become a friend of Black America? When did Dick Cheney and all these other racist people become like? Because they made you hate Donald Trump so much and everything. These people responsible for George Bush. This guy should be in jail right now for that Iraq war. Colin Powell ruined his uh, uh, reputation with the friggin' uh, that phony ass uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction thing. Everyone was laughed out of the UN, but he went there because he let Dick Cheney and Roosevelt bully him. You know, oh, you're a nigga, that you're general. You want to like this? Do this for your people and everything. You're making advance. They always use these tropes of black men dangling out and everything, and we lose our integrity because we want to advance in their world so bad. Everything we sell out. It's one thing. It used to be a time where you have to go outside the community to sell out. Okay, that nigga lives over here. He hangs on white folks. Now these people are bringing the sellout culture to our doorsteps by by owning things like Ebony Magazine, Jet Magazine. We don't control that anymore. They own the radio stations. They own. Uh, uh, they say they control the venues and everything like that. We don't control anything anymore. We used to have our own concerts and venues, everything. We chose who was in front of us. Now we don't even have that anymore because we sat back and we were silent. We sat back because we figured, uh, no, look, if, when you're not silent and they know that millions of black men are standing up and saying, hell no, we're not going for this anymore, it'll change. But if you sit back and, and you're quiet and you're silent and you're basically meek, and humble. The meek don't get shit in this world. They say the meek will inherit. The only thing a meek will inherit is more misery and suffering. This is why they call me the Collagenesis. This is why God put me on this earth. Because I'm saying stuff that you're not going to hear anyplace else. No one's going to say what the Collagenesis says. No one's bold enough or bad enough to say these things and everything. And you know I broke it down tonight. Somebody I admire, I still love this day, Karis One. Ten years. From 1987 to 1997. Gone. If they could do that to him, I know what they could do to, to you. But there's some of us that don't care about their trinkets. Some of us still care about things more than money and uh, and crass fame and all this stuff like this. Some of us want to believe in who believe in something. Some of us have conviction, not just have beliefs, but convictions. You know what a conviction is? A conviction is not just a belief. It's something you know is right and as you you live by it. You're bound by it. You're a true believer. You're a true. It's, it's it's down in your soul. It's not a belief. You could change your belief at the same time. Your convictions stay with you. That's why I was always convicted. 
you know that's why even though i went out in the streets and everything i always knew this is my calling in life i knew always knew this is i'm doing wrong i gotta get it together one day and 2006 the internet saved my life because i wouldn't be here today this has been the college genesis chief host of the voice of the college nation radio show broadcasting on deville radio show the number one online urban radio station in the world I will see you again next week. Same call time, same call channel. Good night.